Welcome to season three of Motivate Me. We invite you to travel the 50 states in 90 days as we interview people about their passion. Why? In order to inspire you to live a life that's more exciting or more meaningful. This is Motivate Me, and I'm Lynette Renda. So today we are here at the Carpenter's house and it's Dan and Kayla Carpenter. And Dan is the kicker for the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. And we're in Buffalo, New York, or just outside. Yeah. Is this technically Buffalo? Uh, Blaisdell, Hamburg. Okay. Yeah. So they were nice enough to have us come and they introduced us to how to kick a football. And we talked about passion with Dan already, about passion for football and all that really takes. And you know, the thing is, Kayla, what I'm all about is that Everybody should have a passion and something that is inspirational to them, something that makes their life either more exciting or more meaningful. And I know that you have that. Mm -hmm. And your passion is cooking, correct? Oh, yes. Cooking, baking, food in general, eating. <laughs> I like to eat. <laughs> no, I don't yeah. at all. So I don't know what you're referring to. But um, And the cool thing is that you've taken that passion and you started a blog with it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things you said to me about the blog is, well, you know, I don't do it all the time. I don't do it on a regular basis. You have two little kids. Mm -hmm. You have moved multiple times over the last few years. Mm -hmm. And the thing is though, that you still continue to have something that you enjoy doing at a pace that you like doing it. Yeah. How did this all start for you? How did the passion for cooking start? Um, oh boy, I started cooking and baking when I was young. I mean, my mom cooked and baked a lot. She has a deli and catering service. Um, so she was always cooking and baking. Plus there's five kids in my family. So there was always food to be made. Um, we lived what number, on a, what number are you? We're, I'm number two okay. of five. Yeah. I'm number four or five. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you know what a busy mm -hmm. house is. And, uh, and we lived on a farm. So we butchered our own meat we gathered our own eggs and we had our own garden. And so bringing food from the land to the table, preparing it, enjoying it. Um, it was just something I kind of grew up with, and uh, for me, it's a way of entertaining and really loving people. I mean, you love people and care for them by feeding them, which helped me get Dan, I guess. <laughs> I just kept feeding him, and he kept coming back. But we, <laughs> but no, I mean, it's just a good way to take care of people, and it's a way to show that you appreciate them and love them. and a way to care for him. And one of the things that you and I were talking about before this interview is the fact that you guys have lived in multiple places because mm -hmm. Dan's gone from team to team, which can be frustrating, I'm mm -hmm. sure, for the family, right? You have to pick up and move, start yeah. over. Yeah. Not always maybe get the house that, mm -hmm. that you want and then mm -hmm. you're tired of starting over and redecorating yeah. each time. <laughs> but the one thing that seems to be staying true though are your recipes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, you know, I started the, I started the blog as a way to share recipes with my mom and my sisters. We were all living in different time zones. We were from California all the way to Florida. I mean, California, um, Colorado, Montana, Florida, North Dakota, every place. And so all the different time zones, you couldn't call someone up at you know, midnight and ask them for a recipe that they have in their box. And so I started blogging just so that they could log on and I could log on and we could share that way. And so, um, 
you know, I started it because of that. And then, I don't know, I just kept going and going. And now I, when I need something fresh and I'm kind of sick of the same old, same old, I go back, oh yeah, I, I made this recipe. This is a good one. And, 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 you know, you take something somewhere and somebody wants a recipe. You don't have to go write it down for them or you don't forget to give it to them. You just tell them to log on and go find it. You know? What's your favorite recipe? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, boy, a favorite recipe um, would be my grandma's monster cookies, which is like everything in them. There's hardly any flour because there's so many other things. There's a ton of peanut butter and oatmeal, mm. chocolate chips, Reese's chips, M&M's, um, peanuts if you want. But they're big. I mean, it's like a meal. It's a big monster cookie. And they're a favorite in the locker room. Everybody loves those. Um, I always make cookies. Like, I'll bake things, cookies, bars, cupcakes. And then I eat one, and I save one for everybody in the family, and then we send the rest to the locker room so that I don't eat them all, because I will. So that's what the Buffalo Bills are doing in the locker room. Right. They're yes. eating monster yes. cookies. They're my little taste testers, or my big taste testers. <laughs> yeah. And you know, once in a while you get like special requests, and um, like we used to play for the Dolphins. And so when the Dolphins play here in Buffalo, there's still a few of our friends still play there, and they haven't left yet. And so. Um, we always have monster cookies waiting for them because that's a favorite and they're looking forward to it when they come. That's awesome. So, yeah. What kind of challenges do you have with your love for cooking, would you say? What's what's the hardest part about it? Um, the hardest part, I would say, is recording what you're doing because I just like to throw stuff together and see if it tastes good. But if I'm going to actually record it, write it down and want to repeat it, I need to kind of measure. So. When I grab something I want to throw it in, I like stop and measure it and then write it down. And so it's kind of a longer, tedious process. And that's why it's slowed down a little bit with kids because it takes a long time to measure and write down and then record and type it out and type a little story with it and take a picture and edit the picture. And it takes a long time rather than chucking something together and throwing on a plate and being done. I was thinking that so, the other day. I, a previous guest mm -hmm. actually did the same thing, only hers was really just, she does have a blog, so maybe she wrote it out as well, but it was a video okay. with captions. Yeah. And I thought, oh my gosh. Oh, and one of, of the work. pictures yeah. was, and don't cut your finger off like I did. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> exactly. So she put some humor yeah. in there. And, and, yeah. and you know, I did visit your blog mm -hmm. too. And I thought, you know, the one thing that I can feel is you do have Montana roots mm -hmm. and there is that Midwestern loving. Oh, there's just... a hot dish in there once in a while. <laughs> Very Midwestern. Yeah. And you know, there's a, What's great about like moving around, say we were in Florida, I was in different parts of Montana, you know, through college and high school and all that. Um, and now in New York is you kind of get the, the regional things as well. And so there's like in, in New York here, well, this part of New York, there's a lot of beef on weck wings or what pizza. Beef on weck? Beef on weck. It's like a shaved, a really thin sliced shaved roast beef on like a weck um, bun, which is like a roll with like a smooth top like the right egg white right. smooth top yep and then caraway seeds and large grain salt and then some people have horseradish or gravy there's always a fight about what the right way is you know that they dip it in and like au jus and all that right uh but that's a big thing and then pizza of course but not as big as the other side of the state and then or new jersey new jersey's big on pizza. are they yeah mm -hmm. and they probably argue about what the right pizza is too yeah yeah yep. yeah so and wings are big here so it's fun to um, experiment with some of those recipes. And then you also gather recipes from all the different football wives and they're all from everywhere. So you get all their little regional recipes when you have a 
a barbecue or a potluck or a gathering. Everybody brings their favorite recipe and then you switch and, and then it's like kind of fun, fun to share. You know, you get the, you can write out the story with, uh, you know, oh, this was from my friend Jen and she, you know, she came from Arizona and she likes this recipe and her grandma made it for years and here's a funny story that goes with it, you know. Speaking of funny stories, what do you think your biggest fail was? Can you think of a biggest fail oh. when, while cooking? Well, there's many of them. <laughs> um, Trial by You know what, when, when I was very young, I didn't understand what baking was. I thought it was all cooking on a stovetop. I, for some reason, the whole opening the oven, it just didn't make sense to me. I was pretty young. This wasn't recent. Um, <laughs> I was probably like fourth grade or something. And my friend and I had made some lunch for my grandpa and my dad because they were building our house. And um, I had this recipe in this cookbook for a pie. And I didn't realize that you bake all this stuff. So I put all the ingredients in together. So it's like raw eggs and, you know, pie filling and flour and mixed it all up. And my grandpa ate it with a smile and told me how great it was. And oh. it was so nasty. It was, it was terrible, you know. But there's, there's fails like that. And then there's fails now that just with two kids, you're so busy that, you know, I'll be doing, well, last night I was preparing food for today. And I'm doing three different recipes at once. I think the quinoa turned to mush. So I had to go get some new quinoa. Oh. Of course, I, you know, like the kids are screaming and somebody wants more cheese and the other one's food needs to be warmed up. And it's just like random, you know, you're too busy. You burn a lot, you ruin a lot. You don't measure or you have your kids helping you once in a while. And so like Colby and I made cookies the other day and he wants to do it. Well, there's like twice as much flour. They were terrible. I couldn't give them to anybody. So I ate one to be nice and we tossed the rest. So you learned from the role modeling from your grandfather. Yes, exactly. You ate, you yes, exactly. Told them how good it was. I ate yeah. the whole thing. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing with your passion for cooking is how you can share it with your kids and yes. the memories and the moments that you mm -hmm. make there. What do you think that you've learned about yourself? Oh, through cooking. Wow. That it is an easy, an easy and thorough way to take care of people. If people know that they can always count on a good meal when they walk through the door or even just something like some cookies, they feel at home and they kind of feel at ease. And it doesn't matter if it looks perfect. People don't expect it, especially men. <laughs> they don't expect it to look perfect. But you know, like it's people feel at home and if they're missing their mother or they're missing their, you know, their grandmother or their brothers or sisters or they're just missing home in general, it's a good way to comfort people is give them some good food and, you know, an ear <laughs> to listen. Right, and that's the other thing. It brings in mm -hmm. conversation, mm -hmm. right? It does. Because if you sit down with a nice cookie and a cup of coffee yeah. or a tea and a piece of cake, right? Yeah, yeah we, um, it's one of my things not to watch TV while we eat dinner. And the TV's on almost all day, whether it's cartoons or Fox News or whatever, you know. It's just some random noise in the background or country music videos. But um, during dinner, we need to turn it off and just talk about the day and you know we don't do the whole like highs and lows thing like some people do but just talk and you know tell dad what went on that day because he's not always here all day so 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 if somebody wants to bring cooking into their life mm -hmm. and you know most of us are doing it already and mm -hmm. don't really realize that it could be a passion of ours and yeah. that it could have deeper meaning to us mm -hmm. so what would you say they should envision the doing or being or seeing in their lives if they do that I think Envision fun, having fun, doing it. Because if you're not having fun, there's no point. Go get takeout, 
because it's a it is work I mean it takes time to prep and cook and clean up when you're done clean up is a lot harder if it's not takeout you know yeah but you know what if you have fun doing it it's worth it and if you have kids bring them in to the kitchen I mean Colby helps me since I mean since day one he's helped me and same with Tess I mean you have Colby over there with a butter knife cutting away everything that's soft and I'm over there with a sharp knife cutting away everything that's hard and Tess is either on my back or when she was small she was just in a bumbo on the counter you know shoved in the back corner and she's sitting up there watching us and you know once in a while you're baking and you Colby will always turn the the um, mixer on for me and he'll turn it too fast and the flour goes all over and the baby and the bumbo's caked in flour and you know it's it's a mess but you laugh and you have fun and it's worth it and I don't worry about the mess until they're napping or it's the end of the day and Dan's home and otherwise like I have fun with the kids and you live in the mess until the kids aren't with you and then you clean up and you know you can't stay too busy cleaning <laughs> right no it's it's always going to mm -hmm. be there and what ways can people explore cooking um I think never be afraid to ask someone for a recipe when you try something and you like it one it makes them feel good that you like what they made and two you're going to gain an automatic good recipe that you know you already like I've tried way too many like Pinterest fails People know how to take really good pictures and their food can be really nasty. You just, you don't always know what you're going to get. It's just a great picture and here it didn't taste that great. So, um, I love to see those yeah. pictures though, where I'll make this, you know, beautiful birthday cake. It should look like this doll. And then, and then the pin fail. <laughs> yeah. I've had a few pin fails yes, myself. Yeah. yeah. And usually that's when kids are helping you get a lot of pin fails, but it's fun. And I mean, I think as long as you're having fun, that's a key to cooking and always asking for a recipe and not being shy to ask for it because it makes people feel good and that you like their food and you already know you like the recipe so it's an easy win right there. So what should they do mm -hmm. today to get started? Um, I think well you can start a pin board um, but yep. you could ask your friends. Start, you could start a pin you board. Could start get ready a pin to board. fail. Yes get ready to fail. <laughs> and no, love it. But you know I like I start a pin board and I have like certain people that I follow so like all my I have three sisters and I follow them so they tell me like hey I made this one they'll send send it to me in a message I made this one and it's great I altered this this and this I changed it's really good so then I know that that's good so I have like a food to try board and then I have a food I know is good to try board and I know that like if I'm feeling adventurous and I already have dinner planned I'll try one that I don't know if it's good or not if I don't have dinner planned I need something I know is going to be great I pick one that somebody else that I know has already tried. And that's kind of like with the blog, people know I've already tried it and I liked it. So if they have the same taste as I do, they're gonna like it. Yeah, I think we need to follow you on Pinterest and your blog mm -hmm. so we could yes. see what you've tried. <laughs> yes. Follow your boards, make sure we get yeah. on the right one. Yeah. Or try one that you haven't made yet and report back right. to you. Yeah, make it easier on me, that'd be yeah, nice. Exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll try to help you out. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> so what closing advice or final thoughts would you give everybody when it comes to cooking? Oh boy. I think, well, to have fun with it, of course, but cooking and recipes is something that you can carry on throughout your family that you have now and many generations to come. A recipe, I have my grandma's recipe book and she has stage four cancer and I know that like when she's gone, I'm gonna have her book with her handwriting in it and her, you know, like, stains from the food that dripped on there and recipes that we made together and I enjoyed as a kid. Um, 
and that's precious. So I think you should record your very favorites. You should share your very favorites. Um, there's something so personable about food and cooking and family. It all goes together. Have fun with it. Involve your kids, involve your family. Have a family cooking night. Get your husband in there and make him do something. Like, it's fun. You know, every, every Thanksgiving Eve, we have the family at my house and we pick something and have a food competition. Oh, fun. <laughs> so this year, we the yeah. kids, I let the kids choose. Mm -hmm. My nieces and nephews, they said wings and pierogies. So some oh, people, I love pierogies. Some people made wings, some made pierogies. <laughs> yeah. They were very creative. Yes. Last year, we did pizzas. It started oh, awesome. with lasagna mm -hmm. and you wouldn't believe how creative. Yeah. So I agree with you, you know, get the family involved. It actually mm -hmm. takes less pressure off of you or it, it actually takes pressure off of you mm -hmm. you know it's less work for you and yeah. more fun for everybody else yeah except the kitchen of course right. is destroyed and it's something is never the same yeah. and that's the yes, other best part. I know yes yes my husband's the cleaner so I cook he cleans and that's our deal and that's, I love it because yeah, I, I make that. a mess and he always tells me how, how much of a mess I make yeah. but I do it's a it's a huge mess when I'm done but it's so much fun and you know, I just think that, yeah, I mean, you, sh you share recipes because you love your family and it's something, it's a part of you that'll be there when you're gone. I your recipes so much. and the memories you make around the table, around the counter, you know, chopping veggies together, the conversations you have, it's a great way to bring people together. And it's something that we could carry on, whether we live in Buffalo, in Montana, in New York, in Florida, and wherever, wherever we go, because you never know, day to day. <laughs> Right, that's so, right. And so they, they could bring that yeah. anywhere. Mm -hmm. And the kids will always have it. Right. And then they can yeah. bring recipes to you. Exactly. Thank <laughs> you so much. It was so great getting Thank to know you. you. And I just think this is so inspirational because I'm all about social and, you know, mm -hmm. just lifting people up and energy and, and creating those moments and mm -hmm. those events. So I know I can tell that's exactly what you're talking about yeah. here. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I have come to be known as the 50 states in 90 days lady, a concept that is unfathomable to most. If you would like me to come speak at your event about how to envision, explore, and execute a plan, or how to create a life that is more exciting or more meaningful, you can find me at MotivateMePodcast.com. And the world keeps turning and I just keep moving along. Oh.